Hey, welcome to SickCast, the Sick Bicycle Co. podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm one of the founders of Sick. Today I'm going to be talking about Napoon, about Slepnir, and how we're going to kind of start tying up the year. So I'm quite excited about that. It's a time now when we can kind of step back a little bit and start thinking about, you know, what we've achieved over the year, what our failures were. And I think it's it's always good for a brand to have a, a healthy amount of introspection. But but also to not dwell too in where I'm you know, I'm astounded that we had the sales that we had on, on Black on Black Friday, you know, um, we've traditionally not done any of the sale weekends, and we didn't want to do a sale, 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 sale. So what we did is we 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 just released a limited edition product around Black Friday, and we re- reduced the prices by the amount that our, our e-commerce platform had, like a Black Friday offer and Cyber Monday offer that they gave us, so we didn't have to pay any transaction fees. So we just reduced our prices by that much, and and we thought that you know we'd make out the blackout T-shirts and stuff like that, and. On the first morning, we, 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 we sold, on the first morning, we sold 17 bikes and two of them were sold before it went live, you know, and it was like, it started to get the feeling that, that you know, this is, the momentum is, is here now and the momentum is, you know, as long as we don't do something really stupid, the momentum's here to stay and, and people are starting to really switch on to what we're doing with the brand, both, both with the actual bikes themselves, the, the the geometry, which is great, the fraternity, the friendship around it, right up to like the Chainbreakers Cycle Club around it, you know, and and being part of something that's that's growing, and and knowing that you have like a relationship with the brand, a brand that actually sort of cares about you, within reason, you know, but it's we didn't, we didn't set out to do this. We just wanted the kind of brand that we would like, so. It happened. There is a situation where you can't please everyone, even even the people that like you, all of the time. It's simply not possible. And when you first start a business, you take a lot of things very, very personally. I know that I do, because I think the brand is an extension of who we are. And it's certainly, for me, an extension of who I am. We never set out to make a profit or to start a business. So to you know just an example when when someone someone's product's late that one of the go-to things i get is well you've taken my money and you've got it enjoy it you know you've you've ripped me off you've stolen my money we're such a small brand that we have to pay for pretty much everything up front so if we (laughs) if we had uh your money we've already given it to someone else to do a thing with but even so you've got to have some fairly unrealistic or um, low goals for making a lot of money because, you know, if if we stole everyone's money, it wouldn't be long until people found out and then it would be over. And it's not like we can run away because we're kind of anonymous people, you know, with no face, literally know where, I, you know, where I'm at and who I am and have a personal relationship. Do a live stream almost every evening where, you know, I'm there and I put myself out in front of people I mean, you have to be incredibly brave or stupid if you're running a Ponzi scheme to do that. Maybe maybe I missed my calling in a former life and I would have made a really good snake oil salesman. <laughs> but it's it's very easy for the human mind to focus on the failures that you have and not to enjoy your successes. 
it's very um, rare that we look at the list of the bikes that have gone out, and there's hundreds now. And think of all those people that are out there. Now, I live on social media quite a lot, so my only view of the bikes are the ones that people that are on Instagram and actually actively share pictures of their builds. A majority of people just don't do that. They just take their bike and ride it like a sane human being. But obviously, I'm not like that. I make my new thing and I show it off. In fact, I'm looking forward to next year being the first year I have my own bike that I get to keep. Because in general, I get a bike for a little bit and then it goes off to a team rider or it goes off to journalists to be tested or it just gets sold on to a customer who, who wanted something like that. So in general, I don't really get to keep anything that I make. But this year coming, I will do. And we're, we're incredibly proud of where the brand is going now. You know, we're kind of mopping up all the spills from the past. We've got the last few bikes from the last few delivery, apart from the Black Friday sale. This week, we're, we're caught up, you know, <laughs> so it's like unbelievable. So, some things like where we've had persistent problems, uh, like with uh, maybe with Hangman, um, where we had problems getting some of the parts of the bottom bracket and things like that, and where they got missed off of one of the delivery manifests that kind of goes around in circles. And the people waiting since February, like a year. I talked to another bike company um, on the phone quite frequently, and one of their customers had to wait 18 months for a bike once. So I'm not breaking the record yet. Um, but those kind of occurrences are in the past now. We're, we're, we're ticking the late, the late ones off, and the, the number of bikes coming in is twice the amount going out. That sounds terrible, but we've deliberately done it so that we're building up stock for the future, meaning that we'll have a place soon where, like a real grown-up company, someone will place the order for the bike and then they'll get it the next day. That's where we want to be at, unless you're having a complete bike built, in which case that probably wouldn't be possible. But for frames, certainly, we're heading towards that. We're getting to work with our heroes on projects and watching the it, it's sad <laughs> Mike kind of laughs at me because he sent me a picture of the raw materials for Slepnir to scale you know like this is what it takes to machine this bike and I was like that's so cool that's really amazing I should share this and he's like why it's just a pile of metal it's not been turned into anything yet but for me whether I'm a very enthusiastic person or whatever that's that metal's potential to me. It's a raw material that's going to get turned into a frame that's going to change how people think about bikes. For better or for worse, Slepnir is a game-changing bike. I'm holding it up there with like the Honda RN01 and the Millyard bike and you know lo loads of things that, that, that made a difference to me. Um, so I feel like even if... Not everyone cares about it, or even only a small percentage of people who actually care about it. Slepnir, to me, is is making the superbike. It, it's our Bugatti Veyron. It's a costly and not profitable project that took all of our time and resource, specifically Lee's, for a very, very long time. And the only reason to do it is because it was there. And people said it couldn't be done. Or if it couldn't be done, it shouldn't be done. It was stupid to do it. And there we are doing it. 
Now, stepping over from that, a project I'm already proud of, we're getting back to the, the project we started with, Narpoon. We're, we're there. And, the, the, you know, when we're looking, you know, I'm just on the phone to Lee and I was like, all we need to do is get the, you know, the CNC parts and I don't know whether it's better that we ship them over to Frank in Vermont or we fly over to New York and then get the train up to Vermont and then kind of shoot him building some of the stuff. And, and then when you, you step back and you think, this is what I do for my job. This is what I do. This is the life that I'm making for for me, my part of it. You know, like the idea that I will go to Frank the Welder's workshop to work on the new Narpoon bike, which we designed. It's it's madness. It's utter madness. You know, and it's it's just yeah, it blows me away. I, don't, I a lot of the time I don't even know how this kind of happens if we're just a relentless nature that we're not embarrassed to ask the question can we do this and i'm i'm so proud of proud of that part you know and obviously there's still sleepless nights there were sleepless nights last night you know sleepless nights a frequent occurrence when you have your own startup but i still encourage people to do them if they feel like they have you know if they feel like they have the thing where they can do it they, they should do it it, it, the, the, the points of it are so worth it. And and for all the people that throw stones and kind of, you know, you can ask them the question, you get to look them dead in the eye and say, oh, you don't think I should do that? I, I shouldn't do use that geometry. Oh, cool, I mean, the bike you designed, what was the geometry like? And they're like, I never designed a bike. And like, well, you must be like a pro racer or a pro mechanic or own a bike company at least, right? No then why does your opinion matter? I mean, it doesn't. You're a nobody. <laughs> it's like, I used to take those things so to heart. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> it's like Gary C from, you know, blah, 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 thinks that you're crap. And it's like, dude, you just got like a 20-year-old Gary Fisher bike. You're never going to buy one. It doesn't matter what you think. You know, you have to kind of just take that to kind of start thinking realistically about things you know if jeff stiber from intense even comes to me and said you're doing things the wrong way i'd be shook but i'd think well that's that's how i do it that that's how i do it you know i'd be i'd be shook but i'm starting to feel confident and i don't mean arrogant about it because every day is school in this job you learn so many things if, if you let yourself you learn by mistakes and testing and repeating and stuff like that but now I'm, I'm comfortable that some people will just throw stones at you for the attention of even talking to you so I don't really need to worry about that anymore and it's bizarre it makes me strangely comfortable so now we're at the you know at the point where Slepnia is being produced was overfunded and that was another thing people poking holes at the funding and saying oh well you know you only overfunded because the amount you asked for was low but that was the amount of money we needed to do the job if people other you know other people inflate the the cost of their crowdfund efforts to tie in some profit to give themselves as a present for doing the job they love that's on them but we took exactly the amount of money that we needed to fulfill the job for people that was the point for it that's honesty now narpoon you know like um there's more people to to pay in the cycle because we've got complete builds 
going on there. And there's a lot more outsourced machining work because we need to bring it in at a reasonable price for people. So there's so much more to work out. And yesterday was my first Excel spreadsheet day in a long time sitting, just going reconciling numbers. And I, that's the bit I don't really enjoy. I, I even don't enjoy putting componentry sets together anymore. I used to love that you know, building dream bikes. But then when you're trying to budget it, it's not quite as fun. Well, I don't think it's quite as fun. Dave from D&D Cycles probably disagree with me, probably loves that sort of thing. He's pretty good at it. That's why I mentioned those guys. There's been so many people in the industry that have been supportive and helped us get to where we are. You know, and it's, it's a nice world out there a lot of the time. I mean, there's some companies that are just dicks. You know, <laughs> it's just how it is. But that's the that's that's just real life, isn't it? And now, and now we're standing on the, the cusp. But we're going to come into January next year, and we're dropped Slepnir full builds, you know, for the customers that have ordered them and having complete builds, and then Narpoon, and then it's in. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's a heck of a start to the year, you know. We were just dipping our toe in it and getting comfortable this time last year, and now it feels like we're just coming out swinging. And I just, I'm really excited. Do I need a holiday over Christmas? Yes. But that trip to New York really cleaned cleaned my head out of junk. Really, really cleaned my head out, and I missed it so much. And and sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to miss something you love to realise that you really love it. Yeah, I'll end on that today.